This podcast, The Two Mats, is sponsored as ever by the New European Newspaper. And we've got a very special subscription offer for you, a new one, where you can get a free bollocks to Brexit passport cover. That's right, you heard that right, folks. It's a burgundy, like vegan leather, beautifully designed passport cover. Pleather. To, to have pleather, that's what, that's what they call it, isn't it? Pleather. To hide your um, new British blue. The shame of the, the blue shame, The shame passport. of the blue passport. And you can get your free bollocks to Brexit passport cover free with a subscription to the New European from just £1 a week. So to take this fantastic offer, and trust me, if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love the New European, go to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S, and there's a link in the show notes. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome and happy Sunday. Uh, we've got some fantastic questions coming up and we've got a lovely section, I think, about the Beatles coming on we later. Do. So we stay do. tuned for that. But first question from Steph in Milton Keynes. Thank you, Steph. Matt, do you think voter ID is here to stay, given the admission by Jacob Rees-Mogg that they were indeed gerrymandering, great word, as well as the fact <laughs> it resulted in many more people being excluded from voting than were ever convicted of voter fraud? Great question. It is a good question. Uh, yes, I do think voter ID is here to stay because it's um, it's very hard to kind of put a modernisation process so-called back in the box. Yeah. Um, I don't, th- I don't think it was necessary at all. I think uh, the notion that it was introduced to stop electoral fraud is manifestly false because the scale of electoral fraud in this country is minute. But as Steph uh, quite rightly uh, uh, mentions, Jacob Rees-Mogg, for it was he, let the cat out of the bag yeah. at the National Conservatism Conference to which we've alluded many times on this podcast – uh, by saying, and I'm, I'm quoting, parties that try and gerrymander, I should say it in, in character a bit, parties that try and gerrymander end up finding their clever scheme comes back to bite them. As dare I say, we found by insisting on voter IDs for elections, we found the people who didn't have ID were elderly and they by and large voted conservative. So we made, we'd made it hard for our own voters. Now, what he's saying is that the first time it was introduced in England was the local elections in May. Now, traditionally, voter ID is is used to suppress the votes of people who find it harder to get access to voter ID or don't have it. Um, ethnic minorities, the the seriously deprived. Um, it's a way of, you know, it's a way it, it, it's in America very much so. And it was on that basis that it was imported here by the Tories in the hope of minimising a Labour vote. But of course, what they hadn't thought was that a lot of 
English um, elderly folk don't have ID either course, or didn't yeah. know that they were supposed to turn up the bowling booth. So it was a classic Tory self-stitch. Um, so now we're stuck with it. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be, it's now mandatory in general elections and everything. Yeah. Here's so, something for you. Gerrymandering. Do you know why? I don't know the from? origin of it. Tell me. So, so it's a portmanteau of Jerry, as in Elbridge Jerry, who was uh, governor of Boston, Massachusetts in 1812. And he buggered around with the constituency lines to help himself. And the map of, of his constituency looked like a salamander, according Isn't to a political brilliant. cartoon. So a political cartoon was writ, put up in the uh, Boston newspaper and it was um, a gerrymander. A gerrymander. And, and we've now got gerrymander. That's what, my, that that's what my sons call a fun fact. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's all here. No, it's the all things here, you folks. learn at the Let's two mats. Move on to the next question. Okay, um, I think Northern Ireland has been a big loser from this Brexit process. If Northern England are second class, what on earth are we? Our infrastructure and health service is crumbling and we don't even have a government. Indeed, since 2017, the Assembly, I think that's the Northern Ireland Assembly, has only been back for COVID, essentially. Where do we go from here? Andrew Larmore. Thank you very much, Andrew. Very good question. Matt, what do you think? Well, I mean, I haven't got a clue is the answer. Where Where do we go from here, if that's the question? it's. I mean, the Assembly's got to get back into, into in some way, shape or form. And the fact that it's not... I mean, I don't. so I don't live in Northern Ireland, obviously. Yeah. So I don't see what is being said in the media. I'm sure it's constantly on, but it's not on at all here. You no. know, it's, it's marginal. And the idea that you've got this very important and pivotal to the whole future of the UK um, area, and it's not really in the national conversation, is symptomatic of what's wrong with the media in this country i think the media and also one of the most grievous seriously grievous consequences of brexit um yeah because the the last elections that were held in 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 the province and i have great affection for it because i i cut my teeth there i did a lot of reporting in the early 90s before before good friday long good the good friday agreement and um it was a very very consequential election the last one Sinn fein became the largest party Michelle O'Neill would be first minister, if, you know, if the, if, if the, the, the executive was sitting. Um, and that's a big moment. Uh, you need the, the cut and thrust of um, democracy, you know, and an assembly. Life. And the fact that it isn't is, is, is really bad. Hasn't been up and running since February last year, 2022, because the DUP, the Democratic Unionists, um, who have to be in as part of the power sharing uh, cross sectarian uh, arrangement, um, are still unhappy about the Northern Ireland Protocol. Mm. And in spite of everyone saying that Rishi Sunak is a genius, the Windsor framework is incredible, the Northern Ireland Protocol is still a mess. Yeah. Um, and I, m- my worry is, I mean, I totally agree with Andrew. I think that, that Northern Ireland has, has all the way through this been treated as a sort of lab rat. You know, it doesn't really matter. You know, it, it really matters. And... It matters for all sorts of reasons. First of all, these are people who are still citizens of our country. So, you know, we shouldn't treat them as second-class citizens. Secondly, the peace, though remarkably resilient and durable, thank God, is still built on a, a series of assumptions which are always being threatened mm. by this government and by Brexit and one of the ironies is again when I started reporting it was the Conservative and Unionist Party 
Tories really did care about the union with Scotland and Wales as well as Northern Ireland. And they, they took it, didn't take it lightly, the idea that there might be problems in that. Now they don't care. They really yeah. don't. The, the Conservative Party is the party of England. That's it. And I hope if there's a new government, Hilary Benn is shadow Northern Ireland Secretary and is an excellent politician. And I, I, I hope that he will be able to bring some, first of all, some sense of um, government paying attention, Westminster paying attention, Whitehall paying attention. And secondly, you know, there is really no way of, of keeping the Good Friday Agreement alive if we're going to leave the European Convention on Human Rights or even really leave the European Union. Um, that conundrum has not been solved because it can't be solved. Yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible. And so in the sort of medium term, I hope that a Labour government can yeah. bring some hope. In the longer term, obviously, like yourself, I hope we go back in. Just a, a quick Quick answer: Do you, Is is a United Ireland inevitable at some point in the? In the I don't know if it's. Decades? I, I mean, again, like never, I never use the word inevitable anymore. Mm. I mean, I would say that it's moving in that direction faster than um, I thought it would. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, Sinn Fein being the the biggest single party in the Northern Ireland Assembly is extraordinary. Yeah. It's a remarkable moment, um, and I suspect that you know that if, as it were, the sense in Northern Ireland that basically they've been abandoned gets stronger and stronger the gravitational pull of United Ireland will not be confined to the nationalist stroke Catholic community yeah you know that it may actually get to the point where it makes more sense of course you know to be yeah. part of a you know perhaps in a federated way or I something I could see that I could see you know see that. but you remain part of the single market and who yeah. doesn't who doesn't want that you know, exactly. They can get it. What idiot wouldn't want that? What idiot would want <laughs> the advantages of the single market, we ask? This week's episode is sponsored by the New European. And boy, oh boy, do we have a seasonal gift for you if you subscribe. What's that, Santa? It is. It is. And I shouldn't be laughing, but it's an absolutely it's deadly fantastic. serious. It's it's a fantastically funny set of six Christmas cards and a 2024 wall calendar. Also seriously funny, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll no. be bound. But they are bloody funny. Bloody funny. I, honestly, I even wrote some of the gags myself. They uh, are, well, then it's a lock. It is an absolute lock-in. And uh, you can get those six cards and your fantastic wall calendar to give you laughs all the way through 2024 and to make all of your friends think you are the funniest person on the block when they get your Christmas card if you subscribe to The New European. And The New European, if you don't know, is a fantastic newspaper and website full of great serious political analysis from great writers like the very fantastic Matthew Dancona. Do you know him? Seen here. Relative? Very cousin, I think. <laughs> Patience Wheatcroft. Uh, Bonnie Greer, James Ball, James Ball, Tannicock, Johnny Bloom, Campbell, Will Self, Self absolute know, stellar stuff. And, company, and, and Alistair Campbell's diary is an absolute. It's a must. Is an absolute must read. And it's also got loads of fantastic cultural uh, commentary and features stuff, left field stuff you won't read anywhere else. But if you love Europe and you want to get a sense of why Europe is a is a fantastic continent and a great place we all love then the new european was literally made for you so subscribe and join our fight against right wing nationalistic media and do something positive about the state of the press in the uk yes sir you can get everything we do online for just a pound a week or if you like the actual newspaper delivered to your door every single week then you can have that for another pound and that's a 75% saving on what you'd pay at the news agent just go to 
www.theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's www.theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats number two M-A-T-T-S. Do it now and you'll get your Christmas cards and calendar in plenty of time for the festive season and you'll be supporting great independent journalism. Thank you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Right, next question. As journalists, have either of you felt so strongly about a story that you fed it to private eye? And would you ever? From Nigel Ingledew. Thank you, Nigel. Thank um, you, Nigel. Well, have you? Come on, Matt. Um, I've, no, 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 I, I haven't ever. I've never fed a, a story. I've been in private eye a couple of times and hated it at first and then grew to love it and saw it was a, a mark of... Um, a mark of uh, of somebody giving a damn about what we were doing. Yes. But no, I've never fed a, a story to private eye. Um, no, I, n- neither have I. Uh, but but to your point, I, I I remember the first time I was in Sood's Corner. Yeah. <laughs> and I was uh, it was early days. So there was at the Times, and I I can't remember what it was, but I richly deserved it. Yeah. And I was very nervous. You know, God, what are they yeah. going to say? But it was a bit like that scene in Goodfellas where Henry is pinched for the first time by the yeah. cops and yeah. doesn't um and doesn't uh squeak squeal on his mates yeah and then when he comes out of the courtroom there are you know all the the good fellas are waiting for him yeah. hey you broke your cherry <laughs> you know and that was what it was like when yeah. i go hey you broke your cherry you're in suits corner yeah. you know it was it was a total badge of honor yeah and um i've been in a few times are they my first thriller 
was panned so aggressively by Proto, I had a whole page <laughs> to back in 2003 or something Fantastic. like that. But it, it, there is a kind of strange relationship, isn't there, between our trade and being mentioned in the... Yeah. Because obviously the things that get you mentioned in Proto are not good. No. But you do feel seen, don't you? It's well, I, I, I can't remember exactly what it was. It was some, a remark I made to somebody about Alan Rusbridger, who's a friend of mine now, but it was an unkind remark at the time about... Piers Morgan and Alan Rusbridge, and it made private eye. And I, I, I was the hero of the story. It was honestly, I felt, yeah. felt fantastic. And uh, but no, people have fed stories about me to private eye. I know, not very interesting ones. But uh, but no, I've never fed one myself. Maybe maybe I should. I'll feed it to the New European Mandrake column, which is far more interesting than Street of Shame. These you days. know what's interesting, which just as a, as a sort of coda to that, is that one thing that's kind of disappeared from. Uh, our trade is there used to be so many media diaries didn't there? Yeah, do you remember yeah, yeah. dog eats dog and and, and, yeah and, and and the independent had a good yeah. one media and the Guard- guardian was a yeah. whole section you know they missed and a trick there they should have charged for media guardian as a as, 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 pay as, as, as a premium thing would have, anyway. would have done it yeah. um and apart from private iron and very occasionally pop bitch you yeah. you re- there aren't really yeah. any places where this sort of gossip appears yeah. also i'd have to say that um you know it's not it's no fault of private eyes but it's much more boring than it used to be because n- not much happens these days and the, occasionally you get these these sort of internecine scandals in yeah. Fleet street but not 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 that much anymore it's much more now sort of more boring inconsistency stories you know he said yeah. this then and now he's saying yeah. it now but i mean yeah. back in the day you know, lunchtime obus was my favourite <laughs> character, and Uganda. Do you remember Ugandan discussions? Ugandan discussion, and Andrew yeah. Neil with that scantily clad lady, and who wasn't Pamela Bordes? No, no, was was no, 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 no. The, it, it, it's um, this for, for for people under the age of forty-five. Yeah. Um, the picture of Andrew Neil, uh, a great editor of the Sunday Times, and and now. Um, uh, publisher the spectator and broadcasting and so on but he'd also been heavily involved in sky setting up sky and had had a much publicized affair with a woman called pamela bordes and there was a picture of him that they published all the time of him in a vest yeah. with a woman with arm around a woman who wasn't pamela bordes right. she, well you've cleared that up for she me. was a just a, someone who worked at sky but they just <laughs> published it again and again and again Poor right. Andrew. next question so this question uh is very timely loving the podcast uh, i know matt k is a mersey man and matt d loves his music too so i'd love to know what you think of the last beatles single that's now and then also which of the beatles would you like to be jim hernhill thanks very much jim matt what do yeah, you what do you think great well i mean we should reveal we've just listened to it in the yes. studio and uh it's it i found it very moving actually. i found it very moving too and there's a bit of a lump in my throat because yeah. I, I I find anything to do with Lennon moving, to be honest. Yes. I'm very much a Lennon, if you have to pick your Beatle, I'm a, a Lennon man. And what I was thinking of, obviously the circumstances of this song is it's a, uh, an audio recording he was kind of noodling on in, in the cassette, Dakota building. It? Yeah, well, just in his kind Marked of fallow for Paul, period. For Paul. Right. And anything to think about him in... New York in the Dakota building um, makes you think about how his life ended as well, yeah. you know, and there's a, there's a real, tr- you know, there are lines in that song there, which now and then I think of you, you know, and I, I, I now and then I think of Lennon all the time, you know, yes. and I, and I just think he's one of those 
extraordinary people that he was 40 years old when he when he it's was nothing, murdered you know and you think about the body of work which which continues and i've always thought that one of the most poignant things about i mean the extraordinary coincidence of how these two geniuses not to diminish uh, george or, or even ringo to that degree but but how John and Paul kind of lived across a park from each other, and I've walked that across that park. The, no, it's, it's the, a supernatural the chance, isn't it? Way that they would have run over as kids to, yes. to start their journey, and how he ended his life. And do you know what his last words were? So he was shot, obviously, by this idiot Chapman, and was bundled into a, two cops arrived first on the scene. New York cops arrived on the scene. They bundled him into the back of the car to take him to the hospital and they didn't know who he was at, at first and then one of the cops in the, the passenger seat in the front turns around and looks and sees this profile lit by the kind of sodium street lights as they're tearing towards the hospital and recognizes the face and says are you john lennon and john lennon said yeah and then he died oh and i God. thought i thought imagine that trip yes to the, where you're that famous that in the half light of the back of a New York police car tearing down that avenue to get to Cedar sinai Hospital and the policeman recognises you and says, are you John Lennon? It's extraordinary. The journey. It's extraordinary. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I think you've answered who you'd like to be, Lennon, and... and um I suppose that makes well, me... Well, no, I'd like to be Ringo because he's still alive. He's still alive. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, so is McCartney. I mean, I I, I suppose I've... Um, I, I'd have to be McCartney. Um, I mean, although Lennon... I think Lennon was the greater genius, but I but I have a huge um, sentimental fondness for Paul. I think there's, yeah. a, there's, there's greatness there too. Oh, and, without a doubt. Yeah. And, he, and he has sort of um, woven himself very successfully and joyously into the life of the nation since yeah. the loss of Lennon. Um, it's funny, you know, about the, the durability of the fabs. And I was just... While we were listening, I was just checking. Um, their first single this being their last now yeah. and then their first single came out on the 5th of October, 1962. So if this is in, I mean, I'm sure there'll be more material. There always is. Yeah. But if this is, a, this is the, officially their last single, they've had a 61 year career. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and this is said so often of, of artists and pop musicians, they've changed the world, but they really did change the world. I yeah. mean, there's before the beat, you know, it's, Philip Larkin famously said, you know, there, there is pre and post the Beatles. And, and, and if we're now entering post, that's a very, you know, I find that very emotional because, yeah. uh, you know, they, they, as much as I've loved the Sex Pistols, Joy Division, the Smiths, any number of acts over the years, this was the soundtrack to my life. The, yeah. the first album I got was Live at the Hollywood Bowl. And, you know, it's it's the music that I I've noticed that I revert to. You know, there's a kind of bond there where yeah. if I if I need something, the, there's yeah. almost nothing in that you need emotionally that isn't in the Beatles. Is you it? can find it. Somewhere. You can find it. And somewhere. you can't say that about no. many things. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we talked about the Rolling Stones a, a, a few weeks ago on the pod, and I love the Rolling Stones, but you know, the the the, the Rolling Stones are a a, a blues 
band that became a, the biggest rock and roll band in the world and they're still going and it's amazing yeah. but you can't rummage around in the stones back catalogue and find everything no, no but but the beatles you can yeah you know there's the, there are nights when norwegian wood is the yeah, song absolutely right or and there are nights when yellow submarine is <laughs> it's the, the spot but the, it, there's something rather magical about it i think the, the reason i love john over paul is his his absolute biting Wit, oh, you know, I mean, and, and obviously much has Ferocious. been written about the nasty side yes. of, of John, which, um, you know, you can't sweep under the carpet. I don't suppose he'd particularly want you to, but it's, I love, for instance, the line when I think he was being interviewed on CBS in the States by one of these nice, cheerful kind of talk show hosts. And he said, so John, you know, you were famously rejected by Decker, you know, who were offered to you and and uh, I bet that guy who rejected the Beatles, I bet he's kicking himself now. And Lennon said, I hope he kicks himself to death. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, there's just something, well, there's something very Liverpool about it, which I yes. I love. Yeah. Uh, I hope I'm not being too kind of parochial when I say that, but I think they, they there's so, if you come from Liverpool, it's baked into you. And yes. I think, uh, God bless him, you know, I hope... Uh, but they never stop. I mean, stuff. to this day, they're still a Liverpool band. I mean, that's yeah. also interesting. We were talking uh, before recording about the video Free as a Bird. Yeah. Uh, I haven't yeah. seen the video for this, which I know has been made by Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings fame, Amazing, so it'll yeah. be interesting. But Liverpool is everywhere. Yeah. And it's not like they... I mean, they did. They travelled the world. They, they lived all over the world. But right up to the end they're a liverpool band and yeah. again that is very unusual in a in a band of their stature and there isn't there is no other band of their stature yeah. it's a very interesting thing that kind of that loyalty to where they came from so obviously a big thumbs up from us from the so-called last beatles song let's hope there's more but anyway that's the last from us as it happens thank you so much for all your questions please Send in any questions and feedback to the two mats at tnepublishing.com. We love getting your emails and your thoughts. We really do. So please send them in. And please subscribe to the podcast as well. Absolutely. Um, we, we see ourselves creeping upwards in the charts, and it's most gratifying. So please spread Thank the you. word and subscribe. Thank you very Thanks much for listening. Indeed. See you next Friday for another one of our main podcasts, uh, and have a great week.